Good morning, everybody. This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So, yeah, what a interesting weekend. I caught up with a couple of old friends. Uh, one is my oldest friend. Like, our moms were best friends and pregnant at the same time. I'm all of two months older than she is, and uh, we've known each other our entire lives. And it was so good to talk to her and catch up. Um, her mom also struggled with dementia. Unfortunately, it's no longer with us. So my stories seem to be giving her some life and making her laugh. And because she you knows she's known my mom her whole life, too. Like, we really know each other. <laughs> We've been in each other's lives for years. And, um, you know, it was just so good to talk to her. And then I caught up with my college roommate from Howard. Hey, you. And that was fun. Um, and uh, what's interesting is with both of them, I had very lengthy discussions about Beyonce. Um, and I'm not a beehive person. I never was. I, I liked a lot of Destiny's Child songs. I liked a lot of her songs. Um, but she was decidedly different in Destiny's Child. You know, like I keep pointing out, she was independent woman, independent women. Remember, they did the Charlie's Angels song. She was a survivor. Um, and then even early on in her own career, it was like girls run the world and all this girl power. Right. And then she got married to Jay-Z. And I guess around the time he cheated on her, I really feel like 2015, 2016, her music just took a much darker turn darker turn darker tone and it's interesting because we're we're all three of us you know uh, we're all the same age and we're all older by some years over Beyonce and her music doesn't you know and even though you may like it like it doesn't mean to us what it means to women younger than Beyonce and so what I find interesting is like none of neither of us wanted to buy a ticket to go to the show. And I'm like, dude, I can't imagine who I'd spend one thousand dollars or five hundred dollars to go see in concert. Um, I mean, and so having said all that, we all agree like Beyonce, whatever, like good for her, good for her success. Um, but she just doesn't move everybody right and it's almost like society or the news or somebody is telling us we all need to love Beyonce it's been very strange she almost has like a cult in fact I think there is a church that only like worships Beyonce or something crazy so that's weird and anyway so I moved on and I found YouTube which you know I'm, I didn't put it up there, so I don't think it's illegal for me to share it. But like, people have recorded the concert, the full show, the full Renaissance tour is available on YouTube. You can watch snippets, or you can watch the full two-plus hour show. So I watched the two hours, but I had to skip skip ahead. One thing that I noted, and maybe she's tired, and I could understand she's had a 25-year career, and she's never really taken a break, and she has three kids maybe it's time for a vacation. And I said this about 10 years ago, like maybe take a little break. Because remember, she was hawking direct TV for a while. Let me upgrade. You know, it's like, man, she just won't take a break. Like she, I mean, she was experiencing a lot of solo success by then. Like you still can't take some time off. 
Um, but she just seemed tired. And there were stretches, and I've read that she is injured because she's not dancing very much. If you went there to see her, you know, do her signature dance moves, you will not see them. Uh, which may be why Blue Ivy started coming out on stage. I don't know. I'm I'm not friends with Beyonce. I don't know anybody on the tour. I don't I don't know what's happening there. So anyway, I watched the show, but I noted that she'd be gone for like ten minutes, like really lengthy set breaks and costume changes, and it's like. If I pay good money for this, I will be furious because, you know, it's like wear one outfit and and go to town. Do you understand? You could take a break in the middle, maybe. But at these prices, I want to see a show. You know, no one ever worried about Prince taking a, you know, 10 minute break in between. And I just I don't know. I don't get it. I'm not criticizing her. I don't know if she's injured. I don't know what's going on with Beyonce as If she was any other woman, as an older woman, I would be concerned. I've certainly expressed concern for some of my uh, uh, younger co-workers in their 30s and early 40s because it's like, y'all do life different. I don't don't get what y'all are doing. Y'all do friendship different. You know, when I first started working in this particular office that I work in, I just remember being like, are y'all really friends? Like, what kind of friendships are these? You know, it was strange. And people like, no, we're close. And I'm like, are you close, really? Because this doesn't seem like friendship to me. So I've often expressed concern about how younger people do things. Uh, They do things weird. And I, if I knew Beyonce, I would be like, are you okay? Because you, this is a lot. You know, you, a lot of people can only be a wife and mother and hold a full-time job. And that's taking them to the brink but you're a wife, a mother, an icon, uh, and you, your job is 24 hours a day. And you got three children and a husband. Come on. You can really only do so much. You can really, really only do so much. So I don't know. But I thought, thought it was interesting that I, I wound up thinking a lot about Beyonce this weekend, which was not something I would, would normally do. You know, I... I like some of her songs. It is alarming to me that she went from being an independent woman 20 years ago to now she wants to be abducted and go missing and get some prescriptions. And she's been drinking. I've been drinking, you know. I don't know. I'm concerned for her. Uh, Let's see. What else is going on? Um, That was... uh, That was an interesting thing this weekend. And then, you know, one of my uh, friends that was looking that I hadn't talked to in a while and I grew up with she wanted to she couldn't find the podcast anymore and so it's weird because I've been doing this since 2017 the show has come a long way anchor she was like where's anchor I was like anchor is now Spotify and so um you know, I can't do all the things I used to do. Like I used to put music in the podcast and now I'm illegally putting my own music in the podcast because I own that music, that group that produces that music is mine. Uh, I own the copyright to it. So I'm not going to put a copyright strike against myself. So, um, occasionally you'll hear a Culper Manifest song, but, um, I used to be able to like do shows of all music. So like this weekend, 
I don't know, I hadn't listened to him in a long time, but I put on some Maxwell and it just like warmed my spirit. I can't get over how much I love old music. And I didn't know that the younger people now would would not have the same type of music that we would have and fall in love with it. You know, it, it's not generational. Um, I could listen to Urban Hang Suite and never want to murder anybody. Our, our music was more primal. It made you want to, like, find somebody to hold all night. Maybe not just hold. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was just different, especially in the 90s. It got very graphically sexual. Yes, there was uh, uh, hip-hop. Like, hip-hop got dirty, too, because I think the chronic was... The chronic... All of the stuff from Death Row, like, you really couldn't play that with your mom in the car. Um, I'm from that generation. Um, and uh, that music was out there, but you didn't have to listen to it. It wasn't the only music. And so, you know, I spent the 90s listening to a lot of Tony Braxton, a lot of uh, R&B. You know, Maxwell was definitely... I remember where I was when I first heard uh, Ascension, Don't Ever Wonder. I was driving back from California with another friend I grew grew up with. I met her at five, though. And uh, I had been in California, thought I was getting a gig. I started the gig, got some of the money. They didn't want to pay me the rest of the money. So I was like, okay, I got to get back to St. Louis. So I drove uh, from uh, Los Angeles to St. Louis. And uh, the car didn't have air conditioning either. That was, yeah. Uh, those were the old days. I was about 25 or 26. And so my friend, I flew my friend out because my mom was like, you can't drive half the country by yourself. And I was like, yes, I can. I was furious. She was like, no, you can't. So um, somehow I had gotten m- more money on a credit card or something. And I was like, this must be a sign. So I sent her a ticket. That's when plane tickets were cheap. And uh, she flew out to California and uh, we drove, I met her in Burbank, I think. And then we drove from Burbank together to St. Louis. When we got to Kansas City, Missouri, I want to say, uh, Maxwell came on. And I was like, what is, th-? I had been reading about him, you know, in, in the magazines in Los Angeles. When I was out there, I was like, who is this Maxwell? I thought he was British. You know, they the way they were talking about him made it seem like he was from another country. And then uh, when we were driving and I heard the song and I was like, oh, I don't, this is amazing. And we drove straight for two days. So I went home, fell asleep, and then I woke up and immediately went to the record store. That's when you had to go to the record store. And I immediately bought Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite. And it was love for about 20 years. I mean, I haven't bought any of the later stuff. I think after 2009, <sighs> You know, I didn't care for any of the other stuff. It did his sound changed completely, which is okay. It just didn't sound good to me. It didn't have the same vibe, you know, but uh, I love him very deeply. <laughs> I love his music. Well, I don't know him. I love his music very, very deeply. and uh, the stuff I love, I really love. and um, I would like actually like to work with him one day because I think he could be the author of an amazing soundtrack for a, a movie or a, like he could. I just feel like he would do a great job. Anyway, 
I listened to that and I was like, man, these kids are missing out. If music doesn't move you like this, if music makes you want to go kill somebody, we are using it wrong, just completely wrong, which is weird because it also sort of feels like, and I don't know if I believe in the Illuminati or any of this other stuff, but it also sort of feels like our culture has been weaponized, black culture especially, you know, because all the things that people are proud of and, and want to be a part of, a lot of that stuff has been used against us. Our music, uh, our food, everything. You know, we're, we're not just survivors in America anymore. We are thrivers. I know a lot of people who are black who are doing great. That's not to say that there aren't people who are struggling. Yes, certainly there are people that I know who are black that are struggling, but I also know people who are thriving that are black. They are definitely black, middle-class, upper-middle-class folks, and they are doing great, and they are living their best lives. You know, one of my friends uh, from grade school, her and her husband moved to Texas and never looked back. Two kids went to college, I think, I think they both went to law school. I'm not sure. She posts a lot on Facebook and she their house is big and beautiful. Like they just live their best lives. They moved to Texas. So I don't know. Right now we're under a heat dome. If that's what it feels like in Texas, then they could keep it because this is horrible. Um, but on top of all of that, you know, it's like I just feel like there's some agenda and it's not just aimed at black people, truthfully. It is aimed at Americans. I think this whole dumbing down of the school system, the public school system, this whole uh, we don't care what we pump into your food, uh, all in the name of commerce, because you have free will and you have a free choice. There's nothing stopping you from buying this poisonous food. Uh you're smart enough to go read about it, but you won't go read about it. So you'll just fill yourself with these cancer causing chemicals. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things going on that are, are anti-citizen. They're not for us as a society. I don't know if it's crowd control. I don't know if this is, uh, sort of like some sort of forced Darwinian, Darwinianism. I don't know what's going on, but it feels like people just are okay with mediocrity and and whoever this proverbial proverbial they is is okay with it you know what i mean um i'm not articulating it as well as i feel it it's just you can go down these rabbit holes and you feel like there's someone in charge uh you know i heard patrick bet david uh give some crazy statistic i want to say oh god I can't remember the numbers. I should have looked it up, but it's crazy the amount of money that was spent in the last election, just in the midterms. And it's like clear when you look at the data he presents, it is very clear that these politicians are bought and sold on both sides. And it's a, it's something like to the tune of like billions of dollars they spend buying out these politicians. And so, you know, if you wanted to win the war on drugs, uh, that's why it hasn't been won. Because people, you know, Big Pharma, I think Big Pharma is the main reason why television ad revenue has not gone down, even though 
most people under 40 don't watch TV at all. They don't watch the news. They don't get their news that way. They don't watch television shows that way. They don't like being pinned down to a schedule. They want to watch when they want to watch. And so you would think ad revenue would plummet, but it hasn't plummeted because of mainly big pharma. It was one other thing, maybe sports. So it's like sports and big pharma, but you know, now streamers are starting to get into sports, but big pharma has all of these commercials on and you know that's how you get the older people going to the doctor saying they've got all these symptoms from the commercial they saw I mean it's all just a racket and a scam you know you can make yourself sick if you think about an illness constantly you can manifest that illness into your life that's not a secret everybody knows that what you think about is what you experience I can look at someone's life and see what they value I can look at someone's health and see what they value. I can look at myself and see what my priorities have been. You know, so it's just, it's very interesting. It's a, it's a sinister time, but it's also a time of enlightenment. I really feel like we are getting to some sort of place where I don't know if the earth is going to open up and suck out all the terrible that would be ideal. (laughs) But I do feel like people are in a reckoning and things are just being dealt with. And we've lived so much on the non-spiritual plane that the spiritual plane is is flexing. And some of these people won't make it. They won't survive. I don't know what's going to happen to them. Maybe like the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm not sure. But I feel like If you're not on the right side, uh, you know, you're going to get dealt with because it's spiritual warfare out here. It really, I mean, people are out here openly worshiping the devil. Now, you know, that's not going to end well. You know, I feel like this, there's an agenda that's being pushed on us with these transgenders. So here's the thing. And this is something I've been wanting to talk about. I don't understand. It's we've moved from like just acceptance which is fine. I don't know anybody who's out here like, ah, death to transgenders, get rid of it. This is not. No, I don't know anybody and I've not read of anything. I've not heard of anything where people are like that. So why do you have to force it on us? There are a lot of people who you can just live your best life. They don't, they don't want to be associated with you, but they also don't want to see harm come your way. Why have we moved past that? Why have we moved towards this whole thing where like people just have to love transgenders I mean I really don't care if that's what you think you want to do have at it enjoy your life I think you should be able to live free of persecution now does that mean that I need you to be the spokesman for my company no what are we going for here that might be off brand and Budweiser has paid dearly for this pick and I think that's nonsense like I don't get why you can't drink Budweiser because they gave a can to a trans person but whatever you know I don't understand that but that's what you decided to do and it turns out they weren't really doing that other than to raise their ESG score because I think BlackRock is a huge investor you know and I, I can we be done with this I mean, Larry Fink, 
I'm I'm thinking I'm making a leap, but they were trying to raise their ESG score because they had a hundred percent score in brand loyalty before that. And it's like, what is this? Is the goal to ruin companies? Because that really was a misstep. And that's partly why you haven't seen anybody come out from Budweiser or Anheuser-Busch and be like, yeah, we made a mistake doing that, you know, because they want to please this ESG thing, which is some scoring system that Larry Fink is a part of. And Larry Fink runs BlackRock and BlackRock runs and owns everything. They are, they just have, they're the largest, I think they're a hedge fund, but I'm not sure. I, I know for a fact that they are huge investors. I, I think what they do is amazing. I would like my own BlackRock, but I don't want to get into this whole uh, God complex thing that Larry Fink seems to have because he's the one that's personally uh, like sent Disney down this bizarre path of, you know, everything has to be multiracial and LGBT, all those letters friendly. I mean... Can't we all just accept them the way we want to accept them? Why do I have to, you know, it feels like everything is just being shoved down our throats. Like this kid, this uh, little Nas X kid, doesn't it feel like somebody's just forcing him to do all this? I mean, he wants to do it, but it's sort of like, yeah, and then you should like put blood in your shoes, sell tennis shoes that have blood in them, and then, and, and then like have a video where you're grinding on Satan, like really put it in, you know what I mean? It's like, this is weird. Have a video where you kiss a man and then you hump Satan. How about like, what, what are we, what is this? And I'm not making it up there. There's a song that he does. Just look up Lil Nas X Satan video. And he's like, it looks like a commercial for joining a satanic cult. And then he like strips down and like wears these boots and goes down to hell. And it's like grinding on Satan. It's just the weirdest shit. And I know I sound like a conservative, but I'm not. I'm just normal. You know, there's no these. I think there's an agenda. I think maybe people like Larry Fink, these old liberals, they have grandchildren and great grandchildren who are making them think that they haven't done enough for diversity and inclusion. But they don't ever really seem to ask black people anyway. What what would you like to see when we say we're doing diversity? They never do that. It's always like, this is what I think black people would like, which is the most insulting part of this liberal agenda, because they think they know what black people need. And then they just foist it on us, whether that's what we need or want anyway. Plus, we're not a monolith. We're not this big collective group. Everybody's not having a collective black experience. So that's insulting, too. So it's just, I don't know. I really do think that there's some big agenda that's at play that's ruining American commerce and companies. And they keep falling for it, trying to keep get this guy, keep this guy invested in their, in their companies. And uh, they have to do these scores. Same with the Oscars. Now, the, the qualifications to win an Oscar, half the movies that have ever won would never even be nominated. And what is that? You cannot legislate human goodness and kindness. 
there's it doesn't work. You know, if you don't treat people well, if you don't give people opportunities, then why do you think you can change all these rules? So it's like, just change how people get to make movies and the people you make movies with. Give people a, a, of new voices an opportunity and then they can win the awards the regular way. Why do you have to, like, change it so, like, nobody, half the movies wouldn't get made? And movies are made up. You can't legislate what people make up and stories they want to tell. What you can legislate is the fact that they keep hiring all the same people over and over and over again. After we've had all this discussion about, you know, there's no female directors. You know, good for Greta Gerwig with this Barbie thing. And really good for Margot Robbie. She got herself a man deal. She took points. She's going to make something like $50 million off this movie. Good for her. She's done a couple movies I found interesting. I really, I think she's a, I think she's a good actor. Good for her. But yeah, all of this needs to change. All of it needs to change. And please stop forcing these agendas on us. We can be accepting of folks. We're accepting. I think um, this is the most accepting American society we've ever had, you know, and you know, neighborhoods you're not welcome in. As a black female, I'm, I understand the assignment. I don't feel like people are out here trying to kill me with pitchforks, but also I ain't going to go live, you know, in a town full of clan members. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's cool everybody I think most people have their boundaries and they're good with it this shoving everything down everybody's throat is a Gen Z thing and it needs to stop because as soon as you don't do what they like they're kids they do what kids do let's cancel them let's stop talking to them that's immature and goofy when people do things or say things you don't want to hear that's time for a conversation to start not kick rocks i hope you go to hell let's let's make sure you don't have any money for the rest of your life let's destroy them and cancel them you can't cancel people we're not a netflix subscription grow up and stop shoving this weird shit down our throats and what's wrong with britney spears have y'all looked at her instagram you talk about dead behind the eyes there's something not right there Maybe this conservatorship thing was what should have stayed in place. Y'all want to free Britney. Y'all need to uh, put her back into some sort of constraints. She seems unhinged. Something happened to that young lady. And it happened to her a long, long time ago. You know, just how they say you do a lot of cocaine in your 20s, you're going to die in your 50s. I think when you get damaged in your teen years and in your 20s, it shows up in your 40s. And I definitely think she was violated, um, you know, in a lot of ways. I watched a little thing on, on Justin Bieber and all the people who were sort of like molesting him on camera. Grown women kissing him, holding him down, grabbing his butt, forcing themselves on him. Grown women was... was not Melissa McCarthy. I like her. Her Jenny McCarthy. 
like violated him on some award show. Leah Remini was awkward and inappropriate with him on her show that she used to be on the talk. I mean, it's, and it was multiple like grabbings and, you know, and if it had been a grown man doing that to a little girl, people would have felt some kind of way. So something happened to Brittany. Maybe we should unfree Brittany. She needs some help. Woo, I've really been talking. All right, everybody, if you stuck with me this long, thank you. I really appreciate you. These shows are getting longer and longer. I just feel like the world is so interesting. I have so much to say. And plus, I don't get to podcast every day. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. My Spotify uh, listenership is growing. I appreciate it. Don't go out of your way to listen to me on Spotify, though. You know, if it's challenging, don't do it. Stick with Apple Podcasts or however you listen. I appreciate you wherever you are, however you find us. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it for me. I hope all is well with you. Um, Yeah, I'm still doing Turo. Um, It's an interesting platform. They're not a partner, but I'm still running a car on there. And to great success, by the way. So thank you for all your support. Uh, some of you who are listening have even rented for me and I thank you for that. All right, let's go out in this world and be our best. We are almost, let's see, we only have one more week of August and it's been a doozy. This heat is unreal and it's unhealthy. So be careful out there. Be really, really careful. I went outside at about three 30 yesterday and I was like, big mistake. Be safe. All right. Take care. Mad love for you.